I've seen a lot of posts um, over the weekend and also into today about September 11th. And um, I think it's very important to remember the people that died, uh, the first responders who gave their lives. And even after the initial attacks, who lost their lives due to um, carcinogens and things that they inhaled, which shortened their lives. Uh, but one of the things that I remember and one of the things out of all the posts and the tweets and podcasts that clue in and talk about September 11th, I want to talk about September 12th. Because you've already heard the shit about let them never be forgotten. And it's the truth. They shouldn't be forgotten. But I think another thing that we definitely shouldn't forget is the fact that on September 12th, 2011, America changed. Really, the nation changed. Because the nation, the world, I should say, the world changed. But the nation itself was rocked on its heels. And on September 12th and then after, there was a different atmosphere in the air. Not just in New York, but throughout the entire country. The way that people treated each other was different. People had more of a deeper empathy for one another. And it didn't matter if you were black. It didn't matter if you hated President Bush. It didn't matter if you were for or against immigration or uh, what's going on in the Middle East. It, it didn't matter the petty squabbles that we were dealing with at the time because America was wounded. The citizens of the nation and everyone who lived within it who wasn't a citizen was wounded. People were scared. People reached out to one another. They helped one another. They took care of one another. People weren't screaming and yelling at each other about petty bullshit like they are now. Because there was a tragic, gut-wrenching event, cataclysmic event that put everything in perspective. That put the fact that there are bigger more powerful issues in the world than the things that we wrap ourselves up into each and every single day. And uh, I miss the sense of camaraderie that occurred after the 9-11 attacks happened. Obviously, I'm not celebrating what happened because it was horrific. People lost their lives. People still suffer PTSD to this day, and it changed the way that people travel. It changed how safe people felt uh, from this from that point forward. But right after people were really looking out for one another and taking care of one another. It was amazing. And it's it's really interesting to see that things like this only ever happen during a time of extreme struggle. I remember last year, uh, I live in Florida, and we experienced a couple hurricanes. We experienced Hurricane Maria and Hurricane Irma. And in my neighborhood, we lost power. We had to evacuate. And we slept in a hospital for a couple days. But <clears throat> when I went back to my neighborhood, which was still without power, that was the first time that I met a bunch of my neighbors. I didn't know the names of any of my neighbors that weren't to my immediate left and to my immediate right. And from that point forward, or at least that day, you know, I was shaking hands with people, laughing with people, just joking around and, and just talking to one another. There was more of a sense of community in a time of struggle where people had lost power and were forced to interact with one another because of a difficult time. And that's something that's fascinating to me. 
the fact that it takes strife, struggle, disaster, and catastrophe that causes people to bond with one another. It's interesting to me. There's um there's a book out there called Tribes. I believe it's by Sebastian Younger, and he follows um, troops in times of war, and he follows their lives while they are engaged in war. In Afghanistan, I think he was where he was, and he <clears throat> he observed that a lot of these guys who were kids, really, from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different ethnicities. They performed and worked as a unit, not just because of their military training, but because they were in a period and time of extreme duress. Their entire outlook, their entire purpose was to keep one another safe. And they got closer because while they were getting shot at, while they were getting bombed, while they were being attacked from all sides, they they saw and they learned each other's souls, so to speak. They learn more about one another than they ever would have had they not been in that difficult of a situation. All the other things that separated them were not important. They were inconsequential. The only thing that was important to them at that time was not just their own survival, but the survival of their buddy, the guy who had their back, the people that they were fighting with. And another thing that he observed after these guys left um, the theater of war was when they came back to the States, when they came back to the Starbucks Frappuccinos and the video games, the traffic to the targets and Walmarts and grocery stores to the regular life that we all live each and every single day, they got depressed. They got sad. They started suffering from uh, the effects of PTSD much more rapidly than when they were engaged in war. They felt despair. And some of them even killed themselves. Which is something else that fascinated me. These guys were more comfortable with one another while they were getting shot at and bombed and people were attempting to capture them and take their lives than they were <laughs> when they were stateside where they virtually, their purpose had been completed. It's almost like people living today they feel more less of a sense of purpose and when they have less of a sense of purpose that's when the anxiety sets in that's when the depression sets in that's when the feelings of restlessness and worthlessness set in because all i know is when i've met people who are either extremely poor or they're living in very difficult situations Maybe they have a bunch of kids and it's hard for them to take care of one another or there's some people that aren't unable to work. Their demeanor on life, their hope and their outlook is so much more positive than people that we all know who kind of have it together financially. There are certain tribes, many tribes and many communities all over the world in Africa or South America where people have closer and stronger bonds with one another <laughs> than any of us ever do living in a major city or a huge town. Because these people have real struggle, they have real problems, and their entire goal is to keep everyone in the community safe and sound and fed. Kind of like before 9-11, September 10th and 9th and every day before on, we were just 
out and about doing whatever we wanted to do. And then right after September 11th, we got closer to one another and we had a stronger sense of community because we had a common goal. We had a common uh, problem. We had something that was affecting each and every single one of us. So we went out of our way to check on one another, to make sure one another was, was doing much better. And even first responders were getting treated. They were heroes. They were being celebrated because they were our heroes. They are our heroes. They were our protectors and they were the people that kept us safe. And it's real interesting to me that it just takes these terrible, difficult events and difficult situations for us to even feel like reaching out to one another and to treat each other like human beings. And that's one of the reasons why I miss September 12th. Because today, and you guys see it, I'm not the only one that sees it. Each and every single day on social media or in person, people are basically just telling each other to fuck off because of bullshit. Things that aren't even important. Until something horrific happens. I don't know. I just don't get it. I'm not sure how we fix it. I don't don't have any answers. It's just merely observations, but... Don't let something terrible happen happen before you can really learn how to, or at least show outwardly to other people, compassion, understanding, kindness, love, and, uh, and just being a decent human being. I don't think that that's something that you should wait for just to try to be a better version of yourself. I, I'm not sitting here trying to preach pe- to people. You know, I'm a fucked up motherfucker myself. I've got my problems and my own issues. But it's just really interesting to think about. So enough rambling for me. Hopefully you guys have a fantastic day. And hopefully any of this made sense. We have a fascination with broken people. We love flawed individuals. It's probably why we adore and worship artists so much. People who are painters that are tortured or musicians who don't quite fit in. They're misfits in societies. We gravitate to them because they're so different. They just operate on a different wavelength than we do. Some of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life never, ever grew up in that cookie-cutter home that people aspire to, or at least you're taught to aspire to. They didn't grow up in a house that had the 2.5 kids and the cat and the dog, the white picket fences, the mommy and the daddy who were always smiling. Dad was wearing loafers, mom was wearing pearls, that old shit that didn't exist for those people. And that might be part of why we're drawn to them, because they look at that kind of a life that society tells us that we're supposed to strive for and they're like "Mm, that's not for me because I didn't grow up seeing it so it all sounds like bullshit I know for myself I've always been drawn to people that have a certain amount of darkness in them and if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you I don't trust perfect people so let me elaborate the people who have that perfect life with uh the, the, the perfect mom and the perfect dad and the cat and the dog and the great grades in school all the time and the happy posts on Facebook where they're always on vacation and they're always happy, happy, keep those smiles up. I don't trust those kinds of people. 
I smell bullshit every single time I see people like that, especially on social media, because I think people use it, they use social media as a way to try to hide who they are, because part of them is ashamed of who they are. That's my opinion. Having not been informed at all and not knowing anything about any of the people that I'm talking about and not having a degree in psychiatry, that's <laughs> that's what I believe in my heart of hearts. Because if you have to work that hard to keep up the appearance of being happy and of having a certain lifestyle, you're hiding some dark, dark shit. At least the people who are visibly broken and are unabashedly so aren't trying to hide anything. Maybe that's what we're drawn to. Maybe that's what I'm drawn to. Is people who just don't have time for bullshit. People who just uh, put it on their sleeve. And if you like what you see, good on you, mate. And if you don't, well, don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you. Speaking of the people who need to have the perfect lives, in my opinion, those are some of the most dangerous people to ever walk the earth because these are people who do not want to be seen. These are people who need to keep up appearances in order to satisfy some kind of uh, perspective that they feel that they need to live up to. And whoever put that in their heads, maybe a parent, maybe an uncle, an aunt, a grandma, that instinct is strong. And anyone who comes in and sniffs out the truth, anyone who sees them for who they are, anyone who is able to call out the bullshit that they heap uh, outward for everyone to see is a threat. They don't like those people. You ever notice that? You ever notice that people who live perfect lives rarely ever get along with these uh, people from the land of misfit toys? It's weird. It's very bizarre, but rarely do they ever get along. Maybe they just operate from two completely different schools of thought that just cannot gel well or cannot mesh. But I prefer people with uh, some visible damage than to someone who has no damage at all. Shit, maybe that's my own insecurity that's uh, mounting. Maybe I like seeing another person's visible damage because it doesn't necessarily amplify my own. I don't know. Who knows? It could be purely for selfish reasons that I uh, I gravitate to, to people like that. But I don't think so. I just like people that like to keep it real. <clears throat> I don't know where I was going with this. But um, that's all I got to say. Yep. have a fascination with broken people. We love flawed individuals. It's probably why we adore and worship artists so much. People who are painters that are tortured or musicians who don't quite fit in. They're misfits in societies. We gravitate to them because they're so different. They just operate on a different wavelength than we do. Some of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life never, ever grew up in that cookie-cutter home that people aspire to, or at least you're taught to aspire to. They didn't grow up in a house that had the 2.5 kids 
and the cat and the dog, the white picket fences, the mommy and the daddy who were always smiling. Dad was wearing loafers, mom was wearing pearls, that old shit that didn't exist for those people. And that might be part of why we're drawn to them because they look at that kind of a life that society tells us that we're supposed to strive for. And they're like, mm, that's not for me because I didn't grow up seeing it. So it all sounds like bullshit. I know for myself, I've always been drawn to people that have a certain amount of darkness in them. And if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I don't trust perfect people. So let me elaborate. The people who have that perfect life with uh, the, the, the perfect mom and the perfect dad and the cat and the dog and the great grades in school all the time and the happy posts on Facebook where they're always on vacation and they're always happy, happy, keep those smiles up. I don't trust those kinds of people. I smell bullshit every single time I see people like that, especially on social media, because I think people use it. They use social media as a way to try to hide who they are because part of them is ashamed of who they are. That's my opinion. Having not been informed at all and not knowing anything about any of the people that I'm talking about and not having a degree in psychiatry, that's <laughs> that's what I believe in my heart of hearts. Because if you have to work that hard to keep up the appearance of being happy and of having a certain lifestyle, you're hiding some dark, dark shit. At least the people who are visibly broken and are unabashedly so aren't trying to hide anything. Maybe that's what we're drawn to. Maybe that's what I'm drawn to. is people who just don't have time for bullshit. People who just uh, put it on their sleeve. And if you like what you see, good on you, mate. And if you don't, well, don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you. Speaking of the people who need to have the perfect lives, in my opinion, those are some of the most dangerous people to ever walk the earth because these are people who do not want to be seen. These are people who need to keep up appearances in order to satisfy some kind of uh, perspective that they feel that they need to live up to. And whoever put that in their heads, maybe a parent, maybe an uncle, an aunt, a grandma, that instinct is strong. And anyone who comes in and sniffs out the truth, anyone who sees them for who they are, anyone who is able to call out the bullshit that they heap uh, outward for everyone to see is a threat. They don't like those people. You ever notice that? You ever notice that people who live perfect lives rarely ever get along with these uh, people from the land of misfit toys? It's weird. It's very bizarre, but rarely do they ever get along. Maybe they just operate from two completely different schools of thought that just cannot gel well or cannot mesh. But I prefer people with uh, some visible damage than to someone who has no damage at all. Shit, maybe that's my own insecurity that's uh, mounting. Maybe I like seeing another person's visible damage because it doesn't necessarily amplify my own. I don't know. Who knows? It could be purely for selfish reasons that I uh, I gravitate to, to people like that. But I don't think so. I just like people that like to keep it real. 
I don't know where I was going with this, but um, that's all I got to say. Yep. <laughs>